0: Episode
1: seven, I think so, Mister Eric on the barge he's, forum podcast. That's right, he's counting.
0: Are you? Is it time to talk about what on the barges?
1: Not yet, not yet. I think like special episode Sorry, number guys. ten. We'll we'll pre-release when we're going to talk about that, so that all of our listeners tune in for the next episode. Well, we're going to we'll put, see put like any.
0: a like a little flyer out.
1: Yeah, it's like a preview.
0: We're going to print these flyers and put them on on poles. That's right. Like, that's guys, right. It's time Old to school. learn about what on the barges. Old school guerrilla. Um, m- Adam did something really cool this past week. I was yeah, all alone for a while. I know.
1: I left Eric to kind of man the ship for like 10 days. Felt bad. But I'm back. I was gone. I was traveling. I went to Salt Lake to see my family, mm-hmm. and I also ran in the ultramarathon. So. How many miles is that? This one was 100K. It was about 63 miles. I've done a few of these. This one was by far the hardest. Um, it was in Zion, so it was desert. It was hot. It was a really long day. But I got it done. Just under fifteen hours. What
0: was the fifteen hours?
1: That's right. Six a.m. to nine p.m. I was kind of chasing the sun, hoping I could beat it. I did, I just kind of yeah. I missed out on it. That's so alright. it did. It was dark when I finished, but uh, like what's one highlight <sighs> of the race? Just the view. I mean, yeah. In like the mid forties, we were actually kind of on these mesas that overlooked into the park. We never were actually in the park, but um, at that point you could kind of see into the park, and it was beautiful. How many people were in that race? There were, in that specific race, there were four events. In that specific race, there were, like, 350. Wow. I took 51st.
0: 350 people yeah, It's weird for man. that. You know what's miles? cool
1: about the ultra stuff that I've realized is, like, I thought I was crazy. No, dude, there's, like, 60, 70-year-old people out here doing, like, 100K and 100-milers. That's going to be you. It probably will be me. <laughs> but this is the first one that I've done where I'm, like, I'm not really sure why I do this. Anymore, it really made me question the whole the whole process. You got but a little
0: bit of an existential crisis. It just
1: it was hard, man, and it, it kind of messed my body up for a few days. But I'm back, you're Doing in good. It. Back, ready to get going. We've got a cool guest today too. We talked about uh, we talked to Risa Gottlieb a few episodes ago, and we kind of uh, that was our first taste of a local celebrity. But we've got another local celebrity in the house, Lisa Suve. Lisa, how are you?
2: Good. How are you guys?
1: Doing well, hanging we, in there. We don't really know Lisa that well. Uh, No, this is my first time meeting. Yeah, we've just started working with her a little bit over the past few months. Um, She is helping us kind of uh, zhuzh up the uh, Forum campus with some more um, amenities for our residents. But um, she works, uh, she owns, actually, and operates uh, Synecdoche. Uh, So, Lisa, you know... We usually like to start the show with letting our guests kind of run through who they are and what they're up to. So why don't you just take the mic and, and, and kind of brief Eric on Eric and I on who you are.
2: Yeah, Synecdoche is probably, you know, my my main headline of what I'm up to. Uh, started that over a decade ago. Okay. So out of grad school. Um, So, yeah, principal, co-founder of Synecity with my husband and partner, Adam. Um, We're a design-make architecture studio. So not only do we design a lot of what we call third places, so places where you want to hang out, tech offices, bars, uh, restaurants, um, event spaces, things like that. Uh, I'm also co-founder of Studio Studio, which is a photography uh, creative Clubhouse is what we like to call it. Amazing. next To York. Amazing. Um, and I'm also an investor in Ivy, uh, which is a hair salon downtown. Okay. In a oh, concept yeah. studio. Didn't uh, you go there once, Adam?
1: No, I don't go to Ivy. I go somewhere else. But maybe I knew somebody you 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 maybe. I need Make to switch it up. Need to switch it up. That's right.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, because they they were a client and partner, and so that actually is what kicked off some of our kind of like investment uh, projects. So okay. We take our architecture studio and we invest in small businesses in town.
1: That's amazing. And I would assume most of your investments. And that space come from the fact that you kind of like work with people a little bit and then get a taste from them and like, all right, we like what these people are up to. And yep. yeah, Absolutely. a little more hands on.
2: You know, I mean, having worked on, you know, over 100 projects, we've probably opened more businesses than the businesses themselves. Yeah, there you and go. So, That's great. you know, being able to kind of have that experience has been really fun to collaborate with others. Yeah.
1: So a couple questions on what you just ran us through. You and Adam, were you married before you became business partners? Nope. Or you just kind of met and you're like, I like this guy. Yep. Yeah, okay. Got along. That's I right. I had a
2: crazy <laughs> idea to grab a project. We were working in school together okay. and uh, snowballed from there.
1: Nice. And w- are you guys both U of M grads or uh, uh, something else?
2: Both. Uh, met at Lawrence Tech for Kay. undergrad. Okay. And both went to U of M for grad school. Amazing.
1: Mm-hmm. Amazing. So how long did you guys know each other and work together before you got married?
2: Hmm. We got married in 2012. Okay. Started the office 2009. Nice. I think we started dating in two thousand seven okay so you know incremental steps yeah there
1: you go one step at a time and I'm gonna put you on the spot a little bit here but how how is it to work with like your significant other like that because I mean I'm sure at times there are good things at times there are bad things I know one thing for me about my life my professional life at least is that I do enjoy taking a little bit of a deep breath away from my personal space but if you find someone that is that compatible I, I would imagine that it's not too crazy
2: yeah, I mean it, that's been our relationship from the beginning. So right, there, we know nothing else. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, you you compartmentalize between personal and professional life too. That's you know, right. so projects and then downtime. So being able to do that is probably you know what's made it successful. Yeah,
1: so. great. Any kids?
2: Yeah, daughter.
1: Yeah. Woo! Congrats! <laughs> <laughs> nice.
2: 14. Okay. 15. Sorry. Okay. She's, you know, in driver's ed, going to high school now. So. Oh, driver's ed. Yeah.
1: Those were the days. Were the days. <laughs> driver's ed, man. Yeah, back in the day. How does it feel that she's going to be that she's gonna be driving?
2: She's a good driver. Yeah, okay. I mean, for being in driver's ed, I think she's a pretty <laughs> good driver, actually. So I feel pretty confident in the passenger seat.
1: I love it.
0: When I got my license, there was this big thing in Michigan where they instated a curfew. You yep. can't drive past 10. And everyone who was 16 was so angry. Yeah, yeah I, I would like, imagine. You oh, can't drive past 10. Then we just turned 17 and we're like, that wasn't actually that bad. That wasn't that bad at
1: all. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's like, yeah, I mean, it, the whole point of getting your driver's license is like freedom, and next step, and then yeah, that's just like, like an instant, like, yeah, instant, like, gate on your freedom. But it was
0: a great excuse to stay at a friend's house, because you're like, sorry, mom, For I you. can't drive Oh, wow, yeah, sleepover excuse. Sorry, I'm yeah. stuck. There, you
1: go. there <laughs> you go. Although
2: in Ann Arbor, you know, my daughter, she's like, I don't even need a driver's license. I can get anywhere in this town in 20 minutes. Yeah. I'm like, just yeah. check it off the list. Just get, just get, it, get done it done, done it. It. <laughs> actually You're going to want it later, maybe.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what we're doing at Forum, too, is like, you don't really need to own a car. Yeah, we drive. We'll figure it out for we'll you.
1: We'll drive for you. Yeah, exactly. Sweet. All right, well, now we know a little bit more about Lisa. Let's uh, let's dig into the to the meat of this yeah. thing. we got a couple you, categories. Yeah, brief on the categories. we got sorry. four
0: categories. Um, one is been hanging in for a while, still at the top of the list. One is a small lie that snowballed into a big one. Two, the poetry of life. Three, what are your core values? And four, what's the most interesting place you've been in your life? Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so what do you think Adam. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know Lisa that well. I'm hoping that she I'm just going to go with the one that I hope she chooses, but even if you don't choose it, don't feel bad. I'm going to I'm going to guess one, a small lie that snowballed into a big one. Is that the one you're going to do? Yes. Yes.
0: Do. We've been trying to get this out the way. We've list been for waiting weeks. for this.
1: We've been waiting for this one for a long time. This is you're the perfect person to do this, I think. So, okay, Lisa, take us take us away. Take us down this little uh, pet journey on a, a small lie that snowballed into a big one.
2: I mean, No other way to get to know somebody than how they lie. That's right. Exactly.
1: (laughs) Straight to the core. Right. And if anyone that tells you they don't lie, they're a liar. They're lying. Yeah. Right. So, okay. Here we go.
2: Well, um, yeah. So it's interesting uh, asking about daughter and how things started and everything. So my small lie uh, that snowballed into a big one is I never told anybody I was pregnant.
0: Uh Oh, Oh, wow.
2: Yeah. There you go.
0: Like family members?
2: No family members. Nothing. So talk about compartmentalizing. Like your husband too? So uh, this was a previous relationship. Kay. So I'm, I met Adam when uh, my daughter Amy was one. Okay. And so, yeah, the small lie was I got pregnant at 18. Didn't know what to do. Wow. Yeah. Came from a really, um, not really conservative, but, you know, small town family. You just know, had just traditional. Had certain values. Exactly. Yeah, okay. And for me, you know, motherhood didn't seem like the right thing abortion seemed very foreign in terms of a step to do and how to even go through it and all right. those things. And so um, I compartmentalized it. And I went through pregnancy almost, you know, in denial. It, it's an interesting topic that I picked, you know, yeah. talking about my profession and things. It's something that I don't actually talk about often, but I think for me it's a good way to kind of practice and share those types of stories too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so when Amy was born, I had started – she was born in January, so I had started the semester – of school, my sophomore year, and okay. went through a couple classes, and so it was like the third or fourth day of the semester. Started going through contractions, so skipped a day, and I was like, "Oh, I got to go to the hospital!" Like I actually have to Did, deal with yeah, this. It. Did
1: still no one know at this point? Nobody knew except no, for her answers. dad. Wow! 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 Okay. Nobody
2: knew. Um, so yeah, she was born. Uh, she was named Baby A. We had you know no name picked out, no idea what to do. Filled out adoption paperwork and everything. And then, you know, it was like 12 hours into the hospital. I had to stay for 48 hours because I didn't have any prenatal or anything like that. Right. Dumb kid. Um, and, and in that time of lingering, we're like, nope, we're going to be parents. And so baby A turned into baby Amy. And then we had to call the parents and say, Hey,
0: (laughs) by the way, by
2: the way, your parents, your, your grandparents now.
1: Oh my goodness.
2: Yep. So, you know, my, my mom called my grandma and she was like, you're a great grandma. And she's to say that? Did she say I'm great? It was like, no, no. You're a great <laughs> grandma.
1: <laughs> I love that. I love that. So your partner at the time then was was involved, and in, so there was at least yep. one person that knew what was going yep. on a little bit. But other than that, no one.
2: No one.
0: Wow, that's hard. I've what an no experience. One. Yeah. So then, what did you do during the rest of your semester? It's got to well, be tough. To
2: yeah, I wanted to go back. I was really ready. You know, it was like three days later. I was ready to bounce back. I was nineteen. I was nineteen then. Yep. Um, and so my body bounced back and I was just ready to go. Yeah. And my family was like, no, like, do this, <laughs> this is not what you do Don't next. Do what you do next is you figure out how, you know, motherhood and kind of recalibrate and things yeah. like that. So mm. I did drop out for the semester. Um, and how architecture school works is there's a pretty rigid sequence. And so if you drop out for that class, you can't take it till like, the next winter term. So I couldn't come back and take it in the fall. Right. Okay. So a I had to cycle, cycle, a full year. Yeah. Adam is a year younger than me. And so that's how we met.
1: I see. Destiny. Destiny. Perhaps destiny there.
2: There
1: you go. Oh my goodness. Okay. So for that year that you kind of gapped, you did, you did, did you just kind of dig into the motherhood thing or? No. Yeah. I mean, you're young and you were already, you're already super driven. I sense that from you from like the start. So you spent some time doing motherly things. Were you also studying at all, or were yeah. you just okay?
2: Summer, you know, I went to summer school, took some classes so that my load could be lighter okay. every semester. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was, you know, working. Nineteen, you didn't have any experiences. Working at Dairy Queen. Yeah, DQ, you serving know. it up, serving it, serving it up, serving up blizzards. Blizzards. <laughs> yeah, that's right, um, flipping those blizzards over. <laughs> oh man, and yeah, so it's just kind of incrementally taking classes and making it all work. Yeah. And go back to school. Um, and and yeah, like by that fall. Her, her dad and I had split up, Kay. you know.
1: Yeah. Just so, differences. I mean, you guys are kids. Exactly. So so young. That's I can't a lot imagine.
0: of big life
1: things happening all at once. Yeah, all at once. I can't you know, imagine that. I am I mean, that's, I mean, kudos to you. I can't imagine. I'm 20, hell am I, 28 now. I still can't imagine having a kid. But, I mean, I think once you I
2: still can't even imagine having a kid. <laughs> well, you Let get, me tell you. You get thrust like, into I'm, it and yeah, you just step up, right? Like being a mother now almost scares me more yeah. than then. It, it. The, there was nothing going on almost no, like you just had to do everything and momentum carried you right. um now it's almost like there's there's life in the sequence and you know yeah. things just going on that it would almost be more disruptive like when I was that age I just had it all mapped out and it was just like more, one more ingredient in that map of life yeah, yeah. uh yeah. and now it's like I have things coming at me in a different way and so it's actually almost over more overwhelming to think about motherhood now than yeah. it is then
1: yeah wow is it, so she's 15 now you mm-hmm. get is she getting into like the teenage rebellion stage at all, or is she pretty she pretty mellow, or she, she? She's a good kid. Yeah, she's a good kid. She's a good kid. Yeah. She doesn't lie. <laughs> she lies a little bit. No. Every now and then,
2: she she did. She was like, if I don't tell you, then I'm not lying to you. And I was like, no, withholding is lying. Good point. In a I kind
1: life. of, I kind of, yeah. Sometimes I guiltily. She could be a lawyer. I'll I'll, I'll <laughs> guiltily subscribe to that. Sometimes I'm like, well, I didn't lie. I just yeah. didn't tell you what was going on. <laughs> That's right. I'm
2: like, and then you got a teacher, like. Don't tell your secrets like that because yeah, now right. I know now that now you're know. probably withholding
1: <laughs> it. Right. Exactly. So would you say, I mean, this is a deeper question too, but would you say that like, would you say that embarking on such a, you know, some having such responsibility at a young age got you, like changed your mindset at all to, to kind of take on more of like the entrepreneurial mindset at all? Do you, did that have an effect on it? I'm sure there's a lot of things that do, but were you just kind of like, I wouldn't imagine that that would just add like, to your tool belt. Like, okay, I'm a mom and okay, I'll start a business and, you know, so forth.
2: Yeah. I think, I think that's it. Like once you kind of do things, the scary things are less scary. Yes. Yeah. Like what I do on a day-to-day basis, people are like, you're fearless about, you know, just jumping into the next thing. I'm like, this this is nothing. Yeah. Turn the page. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So there is kind of the resilience to it. I don't really kind of think about that, it that way. And it's probably just deeper and subliminal, but it, it definitely has yeah, it just kind of like charged you in a different way. Yeah, that
1: makes it's, sense.
0: Yeah, it's almost if like there was nothing coming at you, you'd be like twiddling, twiddling your thumbs mm-hmm. and be like, okay, what right. am I supposed to do now? Yeah, yeah. exactly. So but if it's if, it's, all,
1: like if it's coming at you quick and firing off at you. So uh, another quick question. So you, so you had your daughter at 19. Then you took a gap year kind of and studied, and then you jumped back into school and you met Adam. Mm-hmm. Did you guys start your relationship off right away? Or was it just gonna be friends for a little bit, or you know how yeah. did how did it, it progressed you know for a number of years? You guys were dating when you moved on from undergrad to grad school. Yeah. Okay.
2: So, uh, yeah, we met in that sophomore studio. We were just you know friends uh, through that. The fi- the next fall semester uh, was kind of when we really started hanging out and, and things. And it really kind of took a turn when he was like, "I'm going to Cincinnati to look at architecture. Do you want to come?" I was like. Yes, yeah, sure. <laughs> but, right. you know, it was like, you know, with like eight hours notice. So it was like the night before I'm like, mom, can you watch Amy? I have to go to Cincinnati and look at <laughs> architecture with this boy because yeah, I'm right. still 20. Yeah. Like, um, and, and that's kind of how it snowballed. I mean, Adam's the sweetest guy ever. Uh, it, you know, who, what other 20 year old guy is just going to like date some other girl, you know, with a kid in the load of architecture school and all those things. Yeah. So it was slow and easy and, and a lot of times we just spent a lot of time at architecture school working together on projects. And yeah. the culture there is really hard too, right? Like all nighters is really typical. Uh, there's a high pressure to just kind of be doing work constantly.
1: Yeah, I we I have a good friend who went to Kendall mm-hmm. up in yep. Grand Rapids. Yeah, similar deal. He was just he would crank all the time. Yep. Just True. like yeah. You called him on the phone on That's episode. Right. And a half. <laughs> Three and a half, nonstop though. The architecture stuff is like pretty, pretty, pretty aggressive. Yeah. Yep, yeah, yeah. Would, It's like different than the doctor push, but I mean, I don't know. From what I've seen, from an outsider looking in, it's not too too different in the workload.
2: It's not. I mean, the the professional side of it, we have to take basically six bar exams. Yeah, instead of one like a lawyer, uh, and we have to go through uh, uh, IDP, uh, like intern development program. Uh, that's about two and a half, three years, yeah. as well to so accumulate hours under a professional. And, and those six
1: tests you take, so. aren't they all kind of in like? Correct me if I'm wrong, please. Aren't they all in like different categories? Mm-hmm. And you have to get like certain hours in before you can take those exams yep. too. Yeah. Yep.
2: So yeah, you have to, and that's where. My whole trajectory just went on like I never worked in an architecture firm. So, okay. uh, in terms of how I got my hours, I worked for my thesis advisor, who was a licensed architect. And, okay. Yeah. Uh, building research installations was my construction documentation okay. experience. So right? a little little so unconventional, a little loose, yeah. Um, and how you make it happen, but that's how I had to map it out from the beginning, right? Like daycare and internship in that culture, right? Like this summer internships is not impossible. Not work. Yeah. <laughs> like right. so, we had to do so many different variations of these things. Um, and so that's how I've been, you know, mapping out my career and just the profession in general is through an alternative
1: practice. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. And so then once you guys, so then you guys went to grad school and then like pretty quickly, did you roll into doing your own, your own thing or did you, did you work for anyone else formally or did you just kind of roll it out and do your own thing out of the gates?
2: No. So undergrad, we skipped graduation because we had our first project. You so classic. <laughs> La- you guys are meant for
1: each other. <laughs>
2: La- last semester. Right. we were, we had the summer off. We knew we were going to Michigan in the fall for grad school. I was like, what are we going to do for the summer for myself? Right. A full time job internship, not going to happen. Getting paid six dollars an hour or whatever. Right. Bullshit that is. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I was like, well, let's go find a project. Found it on Craigslist. Of all places. That's great. Yes. A graphic design office in um, a historic building in Detroit. Okay. So our friend had an artist studio at the Russell, and so we used his wood shop, you know, took my mom's minivan, bought a bunch of plywood, hand-drilled holes, didn't have CNC or digital fabrication back then, made the whole thing uh, as our first project. When they gave us money to buy materials, wrote it out to Synecdoche, this fake studio that we invented. Amazing. try to go check it at the uh, cash it at the bank and they are like what is this? <laughs> Who is this so we had to drive to Lansing to file an LLC that day to be able to open a bank account to be able to cash the check to buy materials to make the project That's happen. balling.
1: Getting checks cut to you before you had the entity filed. Yep. That's I love that. Yep. Wow. Yep. I love it.
0: It's so, such like a entrepreneurial thing is yeah. like you have this great thing.
1: You just have a client. And you forget about like that and then little step that, that you're supposed the business, to do and, and then the you business. just solve it. <laughs> I yeah. mean and
2: then, so when we went to grad school um we submitted that project we won inkmagazine.com's world school offices for uh, historic rehab. Amazing. First project. Um, and then we had like a young faculty that were also trying to found their offices and things. It's kind of expected in the architecture world as well. And they're like, how did you do this? How do you file an LLC in Michigan? Because they're national faculty coming to work right. at U of M. Yeah. And here I am as a student giving them like business advice <laughs> like how <here's what> <laughs> to mean. create an entity. <laughs> that's
1: amazing. That is ma- that's awesome. A, yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So then you guys just Kept that rolling even. So you guys had that rolling before technically grad school. Yeah. And okay. we just set
2: ourselves a standard of one project a year, one built project a year. Yeah. That was it. Cool. You know, like we didn't know exactly where it was going to go, but we knew we liked working with each other and it gave us something to work towards, yep. um, to give us that kind of deadline and requirement. And we went through a few projects, won a competition in Atlanta. And so right after we graduated our master's, we headed down to Atlanta to build and install, um, and our thesis advisors were like, hey, you guys got jobs? Oh, no, we forgot. We, we forgot. forgot we were no. supposed to, like, find we're just jobs. Working. No, we're just doing projects. <laughs> and so yep. they offered us uh, research assistant jobs. And so we're like, great, cool, we have a paycheck.
1: There we go, consistent money. Yep. Yeah. You can, yep. Okay. So we did
2: that for, like, a year and a half until the lunchroom, um, which is now Detroit Filling Station. Yeah. They were a food cart across the street. And so we'd go eat the food cart, heard they wanted to be a brick and mortar. Okay. So we just, we went there every day and we Gave them our fake little business cards and was like, call us when you're ready to go, when you find a space. That's right. Hit
1: us up. And so did, did you guys do the did you guys do Detroit Filling Station spot now or The Carrytown spot. The Carrytown spot. spot. Yep. That's sweet. Yep. Oh yeah. Eats there now. Eats in there now. Yeah. And lunchroom now is in the same space as Detroit filling station kind of. They yeah. like have a it's shared like a menu. Yep. I yeah. ate that last night.
0: Oh yeah? Yeah. What'd Shout you get?
1: out to them. Uh, I get the lumberjack salad. Okay. And the, and the burrito bowl. And I got the um, tempura bond sandwich, which is that was the first time Very I did good. that, and that was great. So, but th- yeah, I'm glad you got to work with them. They seem mm-hmm. like groovy people.
2: Yeah, now I'm talking to Joel about a house in
1: Mexico. There you go.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right? goes I, th- So I would assume
1: that you guys are doing more than one project a year now. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. Just yeah, depends. Just it depends on the size of the project, right?
2: Um, but I mean, I would say in a typical year we have between 20 and 30 projects.
1: <laughs> Lisa, Lisa, stepping it up doing big things, doing, do good, work. do good work. Tell us a little bit about do good work before we.
2: Yeah. I'm going to check off too, right? Like what are your values, right? Isn't that number three? I yeah, guess? technically it
1: is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's just do it. Let's keep going. Let's keep it rolling. But yeah, I see, I see that you say that on a lot of your, like on a lot of your social media and stuff. And is that just kind of a, sl- a saying of synecdoche or just kind of a self mantra or yeah. A little a bit of both. Okay.
2: Uh, it kind of, you know, it was always something I said probably in reaction when how do you get started? How do you get jobs? All those sorts of things. And it's like, do good work and people will notice. Yeah. Right? Um, it's the same as, you know, uh, the reward for good work is being able to do more good work. Right? People see what you want to do. They're going to hire you. Uh, they're going to appreciate it. They're going to elevate and give you more opportunities, those sorts of things. Yep. At the same time, also do good work and people will notice is how you set an example in the community. Yeah. Um, and that it's qualitative and quantitative. Yeah. So, um, for us, yeah, it's definitely something about uh, the quality that we do, um, how we want to elevate our clients and our own work, um, but also how we want to contribute back to the community.
1: I love it. Yeah, you do. You guys do a lot of good work in the community. And um, I've seen that. And I think you're right. That kind of mentality just kind of it's contagious, yeah. uh, like clients that you work for, see it and then you're going to get more work. But then like people that you collaborate with, they're also like, wow, I want to, you know, she's raising the bar. I want to jump up there and try to. Yeah, be at that same level. I
2: mean, even our team—they're like we love our clients, and I—you th- know—there's internal culture, but you also draft your culture from your associations too. Yep. And so to be able to have clients that are also just amazing uh, to work with makes everybody want to work uh, towards making that project better.
1: Yeah, exactly. And You're that's just we, happier. We, and we can mm-hmm. kind of we can commiserate there a little bit because we've got our internal team at Forum, and then we've got the residents that we work with and serve. So it's like we balance both of those things of like, hey, let's. Let's raise the bar internally and, and challenge each other, but then let's have let's set a good you know precedence for the people and our clients that we work for and with. Totally. So yeah,
0: and when they're happy, we're happy.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's true. It's true. Okay. Well, let's uh, thank you for all of that. Hey, we know guys. so Lisa, much. We know so much about you now.
0: <laughs> oh, this is great. I love it. Do you can you can you give some examples of like some of the projects that won some of those awards? Like what did you do? I'd like to know. To so, like win an award? Yeah. Oh. Like what what did you do? I guess what the project was. And how did it set itself above the competition?
2: Yeah, um, Thrive Juicery is one that's won quite a few awards. Um, you, guys did,
1: you guys worked with Thrive? Mm-hmm. Amazing.
2: Yeah, both spaces. Okay. Um, one of the things that we did with Thrive was we made all of this kind of undulating uh, panel on the front of the counter there. Yeah. Um, so as a design make studio, we have a whole fabrication shop too for custom and bespoke things. Okay. Um, and so for us, it was about um, digitally modeling, scripting. Um, these kind of surfaces and be able to fabricate them in-house and that through kind of digital means, we're able to kind of translate that fabrication. And so we oscillate between kind of the analog and the digital to create as well and design. And so it's not just like direct construction methodologies as well. So those are kind of ways that we're using tools and design methods to elevate the design in different ways. To make the
0: space make sense for exactly what it is.
2: Yep, yeah. And a lot of it, you know, it's like going through – brand strategy we do almost a brand deck um, similar to any branding or marketing agency would do at the beginning of a project to really understand the essence and kind of customer experience and so talking about like what do materials mean what does it translate not just in the aesthetics but it implies about natural or man-made um, and oh that's legit like I love that.
1: that's like yeah we, we did some we worked with a branding consultant and obviously none of our s- stuff was like really physically manifested but that makes a whole lot of sense when you're a brick and mortar Mm -hmm. you got to capture your brand and everything that you want to be about but then people need to feel that when they come into the space
0: you got to tell a story that's what you're right when you walk in yeah
1: absolutely sweet well thrive is cool yeah are both thrive locations still open yep sweet yeah Yeah. there's one on one on liberty downtown
0: Downtown. yeah
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. that one's great go to the other one that's closer to me you're over there on that side of town i'm a downtown guy he's a He's uh, over on the, the other side. Of that's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sweet. Well, let's have. Did you think about? Did you have time to think about giving us a category for next episode? Yeah. Okay. What are uh, you thinking? What do you got for us?
2: What did you do when you had nothing to lose?
1: Oh man, that's good. That's a great one. That's a great oh, one. I gotta think about yeah, that. Yeah, I, I, I was just like, like in, I was just like internally thinking, like, how does that apply to me? <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Okay, awesome. 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 Um, what else do we have, Eric? What else that's do we have on it. the agenda? That's we don't pretty have much anything all. else
0: on the agenda. Lisa has an opportunity to plug Synecdoche or anything else that she wants to.
1: Yeah. Do you want to, do you want to give a plug? You want to give a plug out to I mean, Look you kind of, you kind of did already, but I mean, yeah. What's something else?
2: Check out Synecdoche can, because then you can see what else is coming up in town. Yeah. I mean, and that's the real fun part. Is that's right. what New projects are going to be coming. Um, Check out Studio Studio. Um, it's hosting What Feels Real is an art show that's coming up in May. Okay. Um, at Studio Studio by The Hosting, which is an in residency program. Okay. Um, non-pro- arts nonprofit. So those are the types of things that we like to mash up and collaborate with others in the community. That's so right. That's kind of one of the main things coming up soon. We
1: also and have a secret. There are often little birdies that come into this podcast. Birdies are swarming. Swarming. And there is a little birdie that's told me that there's a bigger project on Potentially for them than to Keys Horizon. So
2: absolutely,
0: if you love Thrive, if you like Studio Studio, if
2: you like placemaking, if
1: you're gonna, you're gonna like placemaking. You guys are gonna like this. But you're we'll like uh, this. we'll share more info about that when it's when the time's appropriate. But we're excited for that one. Yeah. Are you guys?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, we're having a lot of fun. Yep. A lot of brainstorming.
1: <laughs> a lot of brainstorming happening. But that's <laughs> where of good wild things ideas happen. Ideas <laughs> yeah. up it, it, into oh physical space. That's right. You can count on Heidi Posher for some wild ideas. <laughs> it's sure. all wild ideas. It's always wild. We love it. We love working for it. All right, well, Lisa, amazing. We know you now. We're going to okay. hang out. Absolutely. Your car is also amazing. Thank you know God. I'm a little bit obsessed with your car. What <laughs> car does she have? She's got a Ford Focus. RS. RS. It's a sick car. Is that like a racing kind? Yep. yep. I have okay.
2: all-wheel drive, turbo, hatchback. Those are my car rules.
1: And it sounds, I mean, the way uh, that okay. car sounds is... Whew,
2: I rode my e bike today. So okay. Oh,
0: what kind of e bike do you have? Because I've been a, trying to get into e bikes. I
2: got a juice. We should ride after this. You can test drive it. Oh,
0: yes, it's super please. Fun.
1: That's it's right.
2: Like moped style. Yeah. <laughs> turns heads. It I love cruising I love by, that.
1: I love cruising by people on the electric bikes that are like kind of cranking and you're just kind of like <laughs> Mary Poppins in next to them yeah. and just flying. Yeah, With <laughs> yeah. so
2: a tailwind, I can get up to 35. Oh my
1: goodness. Boring. Why
0: do I have a car
1: when I could just do yeah.
2: exactly. those things? Yep.
1: That's right. That's right. All right, Lisa, thank you so much for yeah. being here. We thanks, appreciate thanks. it. Keep up the good work and uh, we'll see everyone next time on the barge. <laughs>